What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the First Do Bow Hunter podcast uh, in partnership with Tool City Outdoors. This is the first ever First Do Bow Hunter podcast. I'm Evan Cardoff. With me is my uh, bow hunter partner in crime, Andrew Youngs. What's going on? Um, I guess a preface to all this to get started, we have this fancy little new digital recorder. And uh, we thought, yeah, we'll give it a shot and start this podcast thing, because it sounds fun. Uh, Well, we're 39 minutes into it now, and we realized it wasn't recording. (laughs) Apparently numbers go up when that happens. So uh, we've been doing a lot of awesome talking. We missed a ton of great info. I don't know you're going to get anything like that just came out. Um, I'm not sure if you'll even take anything from this, like, helpful-wise in the woods, because... We are just like a couple of under 30, 27 years old, and you're 27, 28. Like, there's a lot more people out there you can listen to and, and listen to them bullshit. Haven't been have doing good knowledge. Are very, I guess, narrow in what we've done. You know, like we're just trying to do the public land thing. I mean, honestly, for me, I just really got back into archery just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think. Maybe for a lot of people, this isn't what they're looking to hear, but I know a lot of people that are probably in the shoes that I was in, like, thought about bow hunting, thought about this. We're going to tell you a little bit about what we do, what our thoughts are. Trials and tribulations. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're going to tune out the fact you figure we can't operate a digital recorder that has a huge (laughs) record button and a timer. They they Uh, trust us with $500,000 fire trucks and million dollars in dispatch equipment, so we'll preface that as... So Evan is a full-time union firefighter for the city of Meadville, and uh, you work part-time at Greenville or Sharon? Yeah, part-time at Greenville. Okay. Yeah. I was uh, I was a part-time paid fireman in Erie at a volunteer department combination, um, volunteer and full-time now one dispatcher, and just uh, we volunteer together. Him so to, we tell him where to go. I mean, and the dispatcher tells the yeah. firemen and police, and but that's kind of where we got the whole first do thing. Is we were. Uh, we met each other through the fire department, uh, made a lot of connections there. Honestly, that's pretty much the people now that I hunt with, hang out with. It's all with that. So as we talk about it, most of these people that will end up being on the podcast or have info to tell us, at least when we get going, are people we've met through that. So kind of like first do that way, plus uh, first do to the woods. Uh, hopefully, if I'm not too tired that morning, I, I hate mornings. <laughs> I mean, I work second 5P to 1A, so I have kind of like a second or third shift, depending on how you look at it. I hate mornings, too. Ugh. But I, I keep trying to make myself, like, get up earlier, then work out, and then stay consistent. Yeah, you sleep way better at night when you get up and do a bunch of shit during the day. I think that's why I like deer hunting better, because I tried, like, the whole... I took a lot of May off to turkey hunt, and the whole getting up at, like, 3.30 or 4 uh. thing... Is ridiculous. No. I I can't do it. I, I used to for work when I worked outside of the fire department, but yeah, I don't think I can do it anymore. I'm just not a big fan of turkey. Yeah, no, well, we'll you, get into that. We'll, you may have to. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about why we, uh, at least I will, why I like deer hunting and that stuff. But I figure this one is uh, a little what we've kind of been doing this summer, uh, what our plans are, uh, some stuff that way. I think the big thing, kind of what's got it going. Um, Besides trying to do a lot more with Tool City Outdoors and expand the video stuff there, uh, it's kind of an outdoor social media stuff that we're all kind of a part of, um, but trying to uh, expand outside of this little bubble that is Northwest Pennsylvania, and for me, my little like family hundred acres of 
two and a half year old deer that walk out. So trying something new. Um, we have decided we're going to do an early season velvet, probably opening weekend, opening week, yeah. uh, Kentucky archery hunt. So pretty excited about that. I started like, I'd say it was about a year ago. Um, wanting to go out of state as things were really starting to open up and I was getting more into bow hunting. I wanted to try something different. And I mean, I guess there is public land around here that I could have done, but in the, uh, I was like, well, I want to try something different just cause around here, I'm still going to spot them at night. I'm still going to glass. I'm going to put up trail cams. And so as we're learning how to read topo maps and deer sign, I want to test myself. If I go somewhere new and have no idea. I'm either going to know that's that a I'm, true test. Yeah, I'm either going to know I'm on the right track, and this stuff is like okay, I'm starting to actually get the idea of it, or I'm going to be way out in left field, and, and you're just, you're going to just be eating tag sandwiches. Yeah, but I think that's the only way to know because around here I'm like, oh, I saw this awesome buck, you know, down at whatever farm out in the bean field, and you know, on this trail cam, I've got this buck coming in here and here, so I kind of know where the deer's at, and it's going to be blind luck if I run into it, maybe, but. I still have that idea. We're down there. We don't have faintest idea. Yeah. So luckily, my parents blessed me enough that we can take their twenty or twenty-one foot camper down, and um, not going to be roughing it, so to speak. But uh, yeah, because it's going to be like after a hot. That's why I've been trying to like do more stuff outside here to get acclimated. Because I'm just a spoiled dispatcher that it's seventy degrees all year round on my butt typing on my computer. So yeah, and. We talked about this earlier before Evan didn't press the record button, but <sighs> minor details. Dragging the dragging my buck out I shot last year really was an eye opener. Like I've been lifting for like three years, four years, and like I've seen some pretty good progress. I just hated doing any kind of cardio. Yeah, like, cardio. No, like who likes to run or, or do anything like that? So now it's like I was. We had plenty enough time to like start getting in shape and planning this trip and you say that and i still am not in shape <laughs> like yeah i've been planning it by like what food should i bring oh, yeah, should yeah. we bring beer like that's the planning i've yeah. done meanwhile you're running up and down the street doing hot laps and i'm like that looks really hot out there let me crank the ac to 11 for yeah a i mean i did 12 miles last week and maybe i kind of got a little wild hair because of cam haynes and goggins the lift run shoot but that was my morning routine i try to do that every day try to some days I may have a few too many beers the evening after work and we'll drag a little butt in the morning. But uh, I just, and if you can get out and get your body acclimated, it's not, it, it's going to be hot. I didn't, I, I mean, at the time, like when I first started thinking about this last year, and it was, we didn't have as hot a summer last year. It's probably no, more like going into fall. I don't fall. think it's been this hot around here for two or three summers. Yeah. And I think it was more like in the fall when I really started to plan this. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to be like 93 degrees. I'm like, that's fine. We've had, like, 90 degrees for, like, two or three weeks straight here. It's almost unbearable. I hate it. Yeah. And so, like, instead, I'm going to go walk two or three miles into the woods with a tree stand and climb up there for a few hours. Like, every night as I'm... Yeah, every night as I'm, like, trying to look at Onyx and, like, think of other waypoints and do this, I also think to myself, what am I doing? (laughs) It's totally going to be a test, I think, mentally, physically. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be the mental. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Physically, yeah. But, hey, if, if like I said, uh, if we just see a fawn, a couple doe, yeah. at 100 yards across the bean field, or in this, whatever we're hunting, it's going to be like, that made the trip for me. What, what do they have down in Kentucky? Is it like moonshine trees or like bourbon trees? Is that, <laughs> is that what they grow? I don't, I don't even know. Jack Daniels? That's Tennessee, right? 
Yeah. yeah. I think Close. Kentucky's got the bourbon trail, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean, my expectations are pretty low. And not to be, like, pessimistic or anything there, but I think so many people, when they go on these trips, expect, I'm going to get a big buck because I'm going in a good area. If you have your hopes up, you just get seriously let down. Yeah, and... I let myself down enough around here with deer that I miss or scare, so like I'm just kind of used to it. Mm -hmm. But the possibilities there. I mean, we're going in that Ohio River where it starts to meet the hills, you know, and southeastern Ohio has got some south. Yeah, you got that southwest Ohio, southeast Illinois. We're going to be in Kentucky, like up in that area, like is it Illinois, Indiana? I I think it's Indiana. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know my states. I mean, once you get I've looked at a map. Yeah. I'm Everywhere I go is around here. Yeah. I was going to say, been a while since you looked at a map, what, 12 hours? I mean, you look at a map, I think, all day. Oh, Crawford Oregon. County. Yeah. Our, again, our little <laughs> magical bubble. That's kind of yeah. where we sit at. But, yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. I think the possibilities there. I, I think my yeah, – because around here we've got the whole antler restriction thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I'm always aiming for an eight point. You know, it's kind of – I don't want to say I put a tape to it. I, I hate doing that, you know, saying I'm looking for a 100-inch deer, 110. But I'd say mine's probably like that 110-inch eight-point around yeah. here. That, you know, that's kind of what I'm, like, aiming for. Yeah. You know, I got a 100-inch. That, that's a good bucker. Ago. I mean, that's a... It's a decent that, bar. I mean, that's a, a mine last year. Three-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, three-year-old deer. Yeah, yeah, like, last year I think mine is, I guess, it at a two-and-a-half, you know, and I think it scored, like, 108. And yeah. I was that, that's that's a, That's it. A, absolutely. And I don't think you should put a size to the trophy as if it... I'm not... Good enough. It's this person because no. this person shot a one thirty. He shot a one twenty. Yeah, I shot a one oh eight. Yeah, heck no, that doesn't matter. But with the, I think my my standard maybe might be a little bit lower in Kentucky. I mean, if I have a ninety inch six point come <laughs> out that's got velvet on oh, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be letting it rip. I, I think yeah. so. Like, I, it's going to be hard. I'm also kind of a weird sucker for, like, the big, huge fork bucks, you know, where it looks like they should be an eight-point and, and just never just developed, like, you know, a G2 or G3, yeah. you know, it's just kind of there. I'd probably let it rip on that, like, the big oh, yeah. mule deer-looking things. Yeah, like, yeah. that, I might on that one, but... I think I'm going to draw a line at a spike. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, think I, I would have spiked. I don't think I'm going to shoot a spike. No, I, I don't think I would have spiked, um... And I think probably the age thing, I mean, because if I'm shooting two and a half here, it's probably what I'm aiming for down there, at least mm-hmm. two and a half, which I think's there. I mean, their two and a halfs are probably bigger than our two oh, and a halfs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. to say that, we might be. I mean, there's some big deer around here. That's There is. I mean, what, we've been on. on summer scouting a little bit. You've been starting to send me some pictures. You're you're starting to get on some some yeah, decent I, ones. Well, we've got still, what, month, month and a half before they're yeah. out of velvet? Yeah, 60. 68 days, 69 days to opening day, and yeah, I I think they'll be shedding here. It did happen on. I had this fancy little countdown timer thing. Close. What? I think they'll be. They, they should have another month left. Yeah, let's see. So. We're 43 days until Kentucky's opener, and 10 weeks until our opener. So yeah, yeah it's probably about yeah, so somewhere in there. But yeah, I mean, we're starting to get on it. So last night I was doing some some glassing in a bean field in these spots that I had permission for their day and. That my mom and dad's everything connects to mom and dad. They bought all this stuff years ago. They owned a little photography business for sports when I oh, played. Nice. When I was really big into baseball, yeah. they were doing like team shots and action shots, and then sell them and make magnets and buttons. And stuff. Are you going to take action shots of me? I mean, I don't know if you're aware. I, I play on the Pymatuming Area Wood Bat League. I, I, I I'm play. practically professional. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of semi-pro. I play a lot of right bench and right field, but <laughs> right I mean, pine. yeah. 
I started my wood bat league career one for one. So, hey. I mean, I then struck out the next two times after that, but I started. Well, they're throwing gas, though, aren't they? I mean, they're chucking them in there. It seems like when I haven't played baseball for 10 years, it's. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Wow. It's like a NASCAR combine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I was not expecting this yeah. as serious as this is. But so you can get out in the cameras a little bit. Just glass, or you got some trail cameras out too? I've got two out, and I've got two more on order. My buddy, I'm sure he'll be talked about in this podcast and brought in here a couple of times, Simmons. He's got, we did kind of one halves on eBay, those fork pack for 130 bucks. Dude, those wild game innovations ones are sweet. I, I had them before because actually I won a wild game innovation last year out in the video leak shoot I did. Okay, yeah. And so won that during the wintertime, kind of messing around with it. I'm like, this is a pretty sweet camera. It's pretty easy to use. I liked it. And then I s- knew I wanted some more. I had like some cheap Simmons four-pack tractor yeah. supply ones. Oh, yeah. Well, they go on sale at Christmas every year, like a four-pack for like 80 bucks. They're like 12 megapixels. They're real small. Yeah, they're like bad. the size of a phone. Those like, buddy ones, I, they're like barely bigger than that. These take the these Simmons ones take four AA batteries. That's it. And they're like the size of my palm. Wow. They're crazy, but they're pretty decent pictures. Yeah. So I've got like eight of those, and I, whatever, run them, I don't worry about it. I guess that's it. where I'm at. Get quantity of trail cameras out, spend less and get more out, or yes. quality? Like I went with less quality, more quantity. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of where I went. So I had the eight Simmons ones. I won the other one. My dad had a wild game one. And then I found these. There's a four-pack. They're, like, refurbed on eBay. But they're, like, 12 megapixel. They work great. Yeah. They have, like, a warranty with it. So, and I probably didn't even know you got 12 megapixel. I probably could have, like, got away with, like, 10. Yeah. I mean, even, like, those Tasco ones from Walmart. I had so many of those growing up. I don't even know where the heck they are now. Yeah. Stolen. I've, I've got so many trophies well, stolen. And all I, I had to upgrade. A lot of the ones we had were like the 17-pound D-cell battery <laughs> yes. ones. You know? Oh, yeah. I remember like, starting out with those. Oh, oh yeah. my God. You know? And then you could hear the flash charge. Yeah. Dude, I mean, what the hell? I need like three-inch ratchet straps that I'd use yeah. for a backhoe, you know, yep. to get them to a tree. Yep. But So that's why I ended up trying to do these. But they might not be the clearest thing, especially like at night. I mean, I admit they're not yeah. always clear all the time, but... I know what I'm dealing with. You know, I yeah. know what its size is. I can get an age structure idea. Tom and night, moon phase, weather, which yep. way they're coming, going, yep. so on, so on. Yeah. Which, so I pulled my first, I pulled four. I've got, let's see, I've got ten cameras out now. I think I've got another four still to put out. I know I'm kind of late in the game, but I'm trying to save that as now I, I start doing I think you've still got plenty of time to get Well, I've had the other one since, like, June. I think I've had ten out since end of June. But now as I start to do it, the next four, everything will start to get shifted here in the next month or two of hone in a little bit yeah. more as I start to get some ideas and some spots. Push towards betting area, but start moving towards yeah. where they're going, coming, going. There's still other two small parcels. I'm probably just going to throw something out just to get an idea. But like all summer, I put some mineral out and get them in there. So I have the ones I checked last night. I had 2,500 pictures on the one, 2,300 on the other, and like 24, 25 on the third. And the fourth camera is the spot where I messed up on the eight point last year and drew back at the wrong time. Kind of got scared. But anyways, it's in the same spot. It's a perfect funnel. There's corn all around it this year, and it comes right down to get to the rest of everything and the bedding. And I pulled it, and there's 14 pictures, and I don't think one deer picture on it. The trophy rock is, like, super small that I had there. So I know they're in there, but for yeah. whatever reason, that trail camera ain't doing the job. <laughs> And so, 
At least that's what I'm telling myself. I mean, it's probably oh, yeah. just a raccoon eating the damn Definitely. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I've got a couple. I've got this sweet-looking uh, basket rack 10-point. Like, the thing is probably only, like, 14 or 15 wide, but it's, like, straight up. I We don't get very many 10-points at the property, so when yeah. I saw it, it's kind of like, you know, I feel like it's got it. And the other one, I'm hoping everyone passes it between my dad and brother and between there and I, I, like I said, I'm kind of a private land guy. We got our 100 acres. My in-laws have like 150 acres. I, there's enough spots. There's enough ag. There's enough cover. Yeah, it's okay. kind of like our own little sanctuaries we have. But I'm hoping that they let off this one. It's like two and a half. Its brow tines are just like skyscrapers, man. I haven't named it yet, but I know it's going to be something with nice. that one. Yeah. You know, they're probably like nine, ten inches tall, you know, and look like tree trunks with the velvet on right now. I get, you know, I have mixed emotions about naming deer. Like, I was listening to Working Class Bowhunter, and they were busting people's balls, like, oh, uh, this guy, such and such, names his deer. Why are you naming your deer, not your deer? And it's like, well, it's kind of cool. And you start having history, and then you have encounters, and then you can say, I finally killed. Like, and Josh that's Bomar, he names his, like, lightning and wires, and, like, yeah. these cool names. It's like, I don't want to be that guy, like, naming deer. It's not a pet. Well, see, I like name it because then when you get that, like this one, you I'm can make like folders pass, of these deer, and that's, that's exactly how I do it. I have my external hard drive, mm-hmm. and I'm not organized in anything in life except <laughs> files on the computer yeah. and hunting files. Yeah. So, like, I have hunting, and in there it becomes hunting videos as far as like what we record for YouTube with Tool City Outdoors and stuff, and then. I have trail cams, and then it's trail cams by year. And then under each year, it's location. And then under each location, it's buck. You know, so then I can try to see where it's at. And then I'm trying to do this year a spreadsheet for each buck of where I'm seeing it on what, you know, moon phase, what the wind was, what direction he was coming. High, low pressure. Pretty much the whole using the weather underground myself rather than, like, putting it into deer lab. But, I mean trying to do it that way and that's my theory for naming them plus i mean i've got my she's gonna what she's gonna be four on sunday you know she loves you know going out and seeing the deer and like you know so if i could say this one's named this and you know like it gets her excited about it you know it's like now she wants to go and pull trail cameras and go out and sit in the tree stand with daddy and like that's trying to start that next generation yeah yeah so I think that's why I name. I never used to, but it's doing it now. Like that's kind of why I'm trying to start it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of any names. I'll probably be cycling through them after year three. Yeah, you know, like the same four names. Naming them like like you name your dog, like Bo and yeah, Copper and yeah. Well, like this ten point. I'm convinced we've only ever saw two ten points that I can remember on our property. Back in like 1984, way before I was even born, my grandpa shot a hundred and. 51 and 3 eighths, 10 point. It's a stud for back in the day. Yeah, back in the day for Pennsylvania. There was, was hardly any deer I left. Think he was first or second biggest that year in the state. Like I he's bet. got stuff Heck on yeah. it. You know, but so like he was my grandpa's papa, you know, and he passed away beginning of this week. And so like then I see this 10 point come up on the trail cam like that. What's day. the chances of that? Yeah. Wow. You know, and so even though he's not nearly. A 151, yeah. like, he might be a 111, <laughs> sure, you know, yeah. as far as points. But I'm like, that's the Papa Buck. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. maybe it just hit, you know, I'm trying to wait. And I, I don't want to name them on just, you know, throw a name. Like, I want it to truly hit or, like, my daughter see it and say something, you yeah. know. So, like, the tall time buck, 
you know, I'm saying that now I'm going to end up calling him the tall time <laughs> buck as I'm yeah. saying it, but like I'm waiting for a name, but you know, I'll see what kind of hits when it happens. Yeah. But, but yeah, starting out, I haven't done much, I really haven't done much glassing. I've been kind of busy at night. That's all I've much. been doing. I mean, I've got two cameras out on two different properties and one of them is a, unfortunately it's right along the road. Like you can look up four or 500 yards across this field and I'm out glassing and I've got my the tripod and the big, the three or 400 millimeter lens on and binos on and looking at people driving past. Anything, out, anything big out there? Really? Would I be standing here looking at trees? See, I, I was going to say, you need to put on like a giant parrot hat and a shirt that says like amateur ornithologist. You know, I'm and every time watching. I stop, be like, there's three canaries! <laughs> and just let them drive yep. by. It seemed like a weirdo and that no one knows you're out there yep. for deer. Yeah, let my hair Instead, get real long like a hippie and have like this hey, fake cigarettes. Easy and, on the long hippie hey, hair. All right, it, it, may, it may be good luck. For anyone that, I mean, obviously you can't see through the podcast, but the last time I got my hair cut was opening archery weekend for Pennsylvania in 2019. So we're talking beginning of October. This flow is so cold. <laughs> like, this is like polar bear stuff. It's That's like, epic. it's nice. It's, it's getting uh, long. And now with this humidity, like, I didn't have curly hair. <laughs> I, I didn't awesome. like my hair is never curled, <laughs> yeah. but now the fact it's like down. I mean, it's touching my shirt, yeah. and it's like way down over my ears. I've got this hat on, and uh, it comes out like it's this curl. Uh, I'm cutting a mullet for Kentucky. I was gonna say I can't tell if it's gonna become a mullet or not. Oh, it's gonna be a mullet. Like I'm starting to do it back already. You should wait because like I brush my hair back. You know, like, when I get out of the shower because I have to now. Grease. Well, yeah, Slip but back. it's like real slick. But then as it starts to dry, it becomes like poofy. And it looks like I'm half mountain man, you know, like I'm just ah. just just natural. Yeah. With this hot weather, I've been like you know, going for a swim and stuff. I have to put it in half a man bun because the length. <laughs> don't you dare laugh at me like that. But the length of it, it drains right in my ear like a little oh, spout. And, and you're yeah, so like, this is ridiculous. So I steal my wife's hair band and I'm like putting my hair up. Wait, and, it's gonna be freaking hot in Kentucky. Like, uh, it, it is, and I'm. I'm worried about the ticks. I mean, that's I'm gonna have stock. Cochran's got that per permethrin. I'm a Sawyer's guy too. And that, that was the we big went out and cams out of his place and kind of the big woods. Didn't have a single bug on me the entire time. That's why I tell everyone that the key to it is soaking down the clothes you're gonna use like the night before. Okay, that's the way to we do. We sprayed it in the truck and then jumped in the wheelers and went. Because technically, when it's with your skin, it loses its effect, effective or potency or anything. Okay, it like messes with the oils. This is all like Aaron Warbritton from you know the hunting public here and at that. Those guys swear by that permethrin, and I never really used permethrin. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Am I saying it wrong? I I don't know. I I think that's right. I don't have any ticks on me, so. Well, see, I'm lucky around here. I always wear long pants, long sleeves. Like I do everything I can to not. Rather be hot and and uncomfortable. Yeah. My wife is a tick magnet. Anytime we go in the... I know. That's why I'm like not saying it. I'm like, yeah. well, I try to take what I can. <laughs> Same thing I normally say, thinking about poison ivy. I avoid it. Oh, you know, like, I do what I can. If I look at that, I'll get it. <sighs> well, see, I, like, I try. I just try to avoid it. I try to avoid ticks. I try to avoid all poison ivies and oaks and anything like yeah. that. But So the same way, like, I haven't sprayed her stuff down to see if it's done a whole lot. Like I did during turkey season that she really didn't have anything on. But, you know, I don't... But when we were out, like, I mean, I shed that, hunting... That, that was when there was... They were supposed, they're supposed to be the worst. We were shed hunting like in March, 
and she was getting them on her. Like every really? Time. Like three and four every time we'd go out. We didn't really have a hard winter either. To no, and that was the thing. You got a couple couple good storms of eight, nine, ten inches of snow, but yeah, that's where I'm worried more for Kentucky is like those little wood ticks, you know, little yeah. teeny ones, but the invisible ones. Yeah, yeah, that's all part of the fun, I suppose. I know we're gonna see. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I definitely am, and I don't know. Like I said, it's either gonna be. I think it's going to be a success either way because I'm branching outside of my comfort zone. I mean, I think oh, yeah. we all are, but I mean, it's either going to be super success or super bust, and we're just going even to if someone sticks a dough, I'll be stoked. That's what I figured. At some point, stick a dough. One of us, you know. I keep thinking like there's different public land, and they call them WMAs, like around us. I'm like, technically, we could try to split up. I'm like, or if we just attack the same one. You know, go to different spots. Here's where we're seeing it, and almost doing like each night becomes an observation sit yeah. too. You know, come back and like, all right, let's pull up Onyx on the computer. Here we go. You know, we're getting a campsite. We got a camper, so we can hook everything up. Yeah. And where can we go? Like, where are you seeing them come out? What's the stuff? Here's what I thought, and here's what they did. You know, it's 50 yards off, or maybe I'm not anywhere in the ball game, and someone else is that way. So yeah. definitely going to be uh, it's overwhelming. Looking at these chunks of is. hundreds of acres, like, where do you even start? Now, that's what I'm having trouble with this year. With I've never had this much property. I think I've got permission for five places, and I've got probably the one is 260 acres. The other one's 120. The other one's 70. Like, where do you even start? And that's where the same thing. Like, I'm, I don't say I'm afraid to go try for that, but one, I mean... As much as I have my boyish charms and looks to fall back on trying to get, <laughs> again, your laughs are deceptive and hurtful at the same time, Andrew. But I think that I've never tried asking permission, so one, I don't really know the best way to ask permission, but I've always just had my same property. And I know how the deer work through, and if they're not here this year, that means they're moved more to the south and going that way. And I got corn this year, so they're probably going to be on the north side and running that way. And it's like... I've had I to, don't I've have had to, to think. I mean, I've had to knock on doors pretty much all of my hunting career, whether I was really big into waterfowl, and that's all knocking and talking on farmers' fields. Like, oh, yeah, yeah kill them all, kill all the geese. Okay. Yeah. And then deer hunting, it's a little bit easier because people you don't hear shotguns have to worry about shooting towards a road or safety zone. I mean, you still have to worry about the laws and, and things like that, but a lot of people, landowners and farmers nowadays, little old ladies because their husbands their late husbands mm-hmm. are are gone for a few years and they just lease their ground out for to farmers to farm and then they uh they're like oh yeah yeah go ahead the sweet little ladies like the guy i talked to the other day i talked to one guy he's like yeah i don't i don't care kind of rough and gruff kind of like yeah. what do you want like thought it was like a not a telemarketer but like a jehovah witness or a walk up someone trying someone to sell just, something yeah, yeah like just doing her job and, coming up and, and this is out in middle of nowhere so it's kind of like they don't shouldn't, like shouldn't be yeah. anybody coming to my door. It's different when you're in the city and people are walking up or, you know, you yeah. had someone coming up to try to give you info. Trying to solicit that. for your Pentelec or your electric yeah. bill or gas bill. And out there is a whole different game. <laughs> and I, I've had a hard time. Years ago, I would be like, I actually, honest to God, leave letters, like, mm-hmm. in their mailbox because I was too nervous to say anything to them. And they'd write yeah. back, like, or call you, like, no, I'm sorry, or yes. And it's like, well, that's kind of impersonal because they don't know what I look like. Yeah. They don't do this. So being in emergency yeah. services... It's kind of brought me out of my shell and the ability to. What, what, what can they say? No. Yeah, 
And I'm sorry, I'm already hunting. Sorry. And that's what I, I should have. But instead, probably. like, I think I get honed in on like this piece is going to be great. This is a sweet wood lot. Here's where it is. And I'm thinking about it the same way that probably every other person looking for land's thinking about it. So I ask that when it gets shot down, and then I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just stick to my own little yeah. same place. Yeah. But now that it's and and not that there's a ton of pressure around. There's only like four of us, maybe five, that hunt the hundred acres there. But they're a completely different hunting style than I am. You know, they are the still. I don't want to say Pennsylvania rifle hunter mentality, you know, but like, eh, we're always in here. We'll push them out. We'll get them this yeah. way. You know, they're eventually, you know, like my dad, he, he got me into hunting, you know, like it's great. It's, it's no disrespect when I say any of this, but yeah. like his thought is if you put enough time in that tree, eventually a deer is going to walk by. Sure. And yeah, but that's Maybe. luck. Yeah. And if for me, it's like, or I want to find where the deer's at. I'm going to try to sneak into it. Rather be lucky or good. Last yeah. year I got super freaking lucky. And, and there, uh, there's... You, people can fall in a pile of poop and come out smelling like roses. I mean, up until I'm not this one of them. year... I was just complete. I, utter fluke for yeah, my I mean, up until year. last year, or really up and even until this year, because it was pretty much luck last year. It's like, I don't want to just rely on eventually a deer statistically yeah. will probably walk by. Yeah. I want to know, okay, I'm patterning deer this way. Deer are bedding here. If I get here, there's a better chance I see it during some sort of shooting light and not just on a trail cam. You know, yeah. like trying to move in with that. And it's it's been hard to do that because then everyone else avoids different areas. They avoid their little spots that I wouldn't hunt. You know, it's a field edge. It's looking here. I'm like, that's not where I want to go. It's yeah. not in a funnel. Not in a saddle. And that, that was hard for me with the starting to hunt more public land and going out of town and out of state where for Kentucky trip, like I didn't know how to read a topographic map. Yeah. I went on an ex- Exodus trail cam. They did a thing that said how to break down. This is a saddle, and like the where the U comes together, like that's a yeah. pinch point. And, and I'm just speaking out of uh, maybe out of turn here, but like they broke down. So if anybody has any questions about, like I still look at that, like watch it, like every mm-hmm. every couple of days. Like, wait, was that a pinch point? Is that a saddle? Is that a bench? Is that a what is this? What because there's no legend on a topographic map. Like this is what this is. And like where they come together, and how the the V always points uphill. Yeah, like things like that. It's like, well, see, crap! Like, I could have been doing crap like this well before now if I would have just like researched it and opened my eyes and like listen to what these people have to tell you. Because there's people out there that a wealth of knowledge. And, and this podcast stuff is free. I mean, not that we're going to give a whole lot of different tips and tricks. Because yeah, I, I mean, maybe if we lot. get to that point, oh, yeah. I think ours is more of the leading people through. Like, this is kind of what we're doing. We are just average Joes that want to do this and here's what we're doing to improve ourselves. I wouldn't say winging it to an extent. I mean, I think we have a little bit of knowledge base, like to think so anyway. Like our podcasting was like, hey, we should do this. Like, yeah, I listen to podcasts like all the time. Oh yeah, so do I. Like, yeah, I think we could do it. Well, I think rather than just two of us sitting drinking beer bullshitting with each other, maybe we'll record it. Yeah, like maybe we'll record it and someone will listen to it. You know, I mean, it's, probably be like our family members or like yeah i told um, my grandma she's like i'll listen to it it's about <laughs> hunting grandma she's like i don't care yeah see great yeah get yeah. those subscribers right up yeah. but um i mean like i knew how to read a topographical map because doing like survey stuff what i do part-time and doing that um you know i understood oh, an edge for that that's for sure but i understood that but my the property I always hunted it drops off like and i think you've been out there it has like yeah. that 50 or 60 foot hill that's a 
elevation change over like 50 or 60 feet. It's pretty steep. Yeah. But then over the whole rest of the 100 acres, there's probably like 10 or 15 total feet of That's elevation it. change. Wow. There's It's flat out back there. I but, mean, but here, when you come, you come up the big hill when you're on top of the hill. You're on top of the hill. The farm's up on top yeah. of the hill. It's all the way to the north. And as soon as you drop down over it, you drop down to like a creek flat. And then it's all pretty much flat. You know, there's a little roll here and one little ridge here. It's nothing you have to worry about. I have never done that. I always just played the woods. I'm like, okay, well, here's thick, and here's where it gets narrow, and here's the fields that are right here, and the creeks here. They're going to meander this way. And so when I hunt that property, I don't I don't think about yeah. topographical. I, there is, I mean, playing thermals on that property is next to impossible. <laughs> right, because there's no elevation change. It's not going to yeah. take it up and away. But in the same way... There has been a lot more times that I haven't gone to that property in the last year during archery season because it's like my scent is going to sit right here because there's like no wind and as soon as they come into this area, they're on it. Yeah, yeah. where now I've started. Okay, I'm going to go to this piece of property and even uh, property. So you talked to the guy last night um, when you were out in the dam that kind of went and yeah, saw yeah, you on there. Yeah. Saw there because there's like two different ridges on that property. Right where that comes down to yeah, down there's one to the like inlet, east and the west into the creek, into the creek, into the lake there. Yeah, and so it's like okay, depending on that, I can use thermals in my advantage. Especially in the morning because they rise. Yeah, and so trying to get those properties, and even though they're not huge, just enough of something else to add that in there. Yeah, I mean you can never have too many options. Yeah, whether and, you're whether you're hanging bang or you're you're bringing your thing in with you or these people let you put a stand up, I get hesitant anymore because. People are thieves. People are shady. I know. And it, there's not a lot of spots around where there's big deer. So when people, like, I got stopped yesterday, like, glass and, like, anything big out there, like, I'm not going to tell you. Like, oh, yeah, there's a couple nice deer out there, but yeah. there was, like, a couple studs. And, and that's what's hard. Like, you want to, I do, I, like, I, I want to show people, like, yeah, I'm on the deer and I want to be, like, not yes. looking for, like, recognition, like, but like, hey, hey you're yeah. on it. You're doing something right. But it's like, you do because you want to be like, yeah, you're doing something right, or reach out for tips. Like, how do I get even into you this and I talked about it and earlier, and this was even before we forgot to press record. Then, <laughs> you know, one, you're you said like you're hesitant to even tell people because then they start to want to get in on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, oh man, you're on that deer, and rather than like, oh crap, you know, that's a nice deer. Like, I'm not going to go steal your deer. Yeah. You know, I don't. That's you found it. You found the spot. I'm not going to yeah. piggyback on you, right. but. Who's to say someone else isn't? And how hard to see what my truck looks like, and can you? I don't know if people are like that level with it. Like, if I drive around, I recognize this truck. Like my yeah. neighbor down the street here, big, big, big bow hunters. I'd recognize this truck yeah. parked along the field. Like, or he's scouting. Oh, he's he's hunting. He's hanging. Yeah. Whatever. Like, move on. Exactly. Now, some people would be like, they stopped. Like yesterday, they stopped. And like, anything big out there? Like, you from around? Like, question. Like, twenty-one question. Are you from around here? What's your name? Like, yeah. I get that you probably never seen my truck here. There's a guy standing in this edge of the bean field by this this power line, like taking pictures with a big obnoxious camera and binos and yeah. And like they're like, who the hell are you? Like, well, I this is public land. I'm from around here. My name's Andrew. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you what deer are out there. No, I'm not gonna show you what pictures are out there. Put binos in your truck and do what I'm doing. And that's put the miles on the truck, and you find the deer. People don't want to don't piggyback off of the me. time and effort. Yeah, and you know, and that's the hard part too. That part of us, I, I think, like myself, I want to get people hunting. You know, like my wife wants to archery hunt this year. You know, we got her a crossbow, and like, awesome. And we're trying. You just talked how you were talking to Polly about getting him into archery hunting, and you know, like, 
why we love archery hunting and explaining that to people. And we do. Like I, there is nothing like archery hunting. There is something about the smells, the time of year. You know, said it before. The only two things that get that total high is like for me, anyways, going into a burning building and trying to have a deer walk in on you without being noticed or yeah. like looking down. You know, it's just that heart rate, whatever that way. So you try to explain that to people, and it makes them want to hunt. But in the same way, you're also like. Yeah, if you're on public land, you're taking my spot, or you know where I look, and you're trying to take the. It's that very fine line of like, I want to be greedy because this is my thing. Like, I take my vacation every year around yeah, archery. Season. I take it pretty darn seriously, and I don't want someone coming in and oh, they're coming in to scout when I've left this. I've left this lay for a month. And I've had a camera up, and I've checked it once. Like, yeah, snuck in and out. Sent. I mean, I tried everything the best way I can do it to not disturb them. Like, I watch those. 19 or 20 deer, 11 bucks in that field last night for better part of an hour. Yeah. And these two vehicles stopped within five minutes and they were talking, we're talking like this. And I'm trying to talk like really low volume and trying to be like invisible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking this pretty darn seriously. So when you're coming in like, hey, what's your name? When this and that and blah, 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 blah. Stop. Leave me like me. I'm just doing my own thing here. The land that I hunt is family land, whether it's my family or my in laws. And then, so I, okay, this is where I went here. This is a pinch, you know, learn all this stuff, where I'm setting my cameras. And then I'm getting pissed at, like, my family yeah. for going on their own land. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we own the land together. You know, it's my dad's land, so he lets my brother and stuff there. You know, it's not like it's me or anything else, but yeah. I'm like, you're messing up where it is. And then I'm like, no, I can't do that. I can't say that to him, yeah. Yeah, and even, like, my brother-in-law, he, they, my in-laws let me hunt down there. And I haven't really done much hunting, but they've got some, they had some freaking studs down there, man. Yeah. Like, it's like that, those, you know, Carlton Hill bucks, you know. But into the flats and some of the farmland, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, like, they are good bucks. And we put some trail cams out and put one, like, kind of where he hunts. I'm not hunting over there. I'd like to hunt on the side he's at, but yeah. I'm not going to go right where he yeah. is. And, like, he checked the trail cam. You know, it's probably about a month that we had it out. So, like, okay, that's where I want to let it sit. And it, like, made me mad. I'm like, did you check your wind? Which way did you go in? Like, yeah. you checked it without, like... I have no right to get upset over that. Yeah. But in my head, like, I take this so serious and, like, want to try to get that buck. You know, like, in my head, that's the thing I'm chasing. Like, I love the meat. I love the deer blowing. I love all that. But, like, I can't wait to mount a deer and have it on the wall. I'll get compulsive with it. Like, like yeah. you said, I, get, I, I don't have a right to say, no, I'm not telling you. This is public land. I'm not. Yes. I handed the guy my binos and, like, here, like, okay. And he pulled him up. It's like, I can't see shit out of these things. I'm like, yeah, I know. They're just my truck binos. I've got the good stuff here. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's a couple nice ones out there. Yeah, you, you're you looking at, like, full corn, six points, and a couple yeah. giant spikes. Yeah. So the other, the other, the bucks are already out of the field. Yeah. They've already come in. I watched them come down right, right ahead of me. Mosey down. They were grouped up in a batch of group. Four were bedded. The big one was out. He stayed off to the side, and he, he mows it out of the field first. He was going to bed first. Wind switched on him. He was like, I'm, I'm out. And you can see the all the way up this field from the road. Like, it's not a big secret spot. Yeah. So, like, maybe am I in left field, like, not telling him the extent of what the deer are there? But, like, he could just very easily go say, I want to go hunt this too, get permission. And that's the thing. If he knows who owns the permission. And, and I think it becomes more evident for me, even seeing it and how people get that way, when you're looking for out-of-state stuff. You know, like, I've got an Iowa preference point in. I've got a Wyoming preference point for elk. 
I know next year my plan is to do a public land Missouri hunt. Mm-hmm. But as you start to try to get on these forums and like get information from afar, there's a couple of people that are like sharing the wealth and yeah, you know, really like pushing it, and all the other people are like come figure it out yourself. Well, it should be. I mean, it's it's you know, it's a so, great country of we're able to go do this, and that's just it. And, I, and that's what's that hard about it. And that's where it's hard is like, am I the same way? I'm probably going to tell them this is a good area, and here's a good area. Like that's a good point. Coming what, what I, I expect them to give all this knowledge, what I do the same as someone yeah. asked me. And so, like, probably. I think I would tell them, here's a spot, here's this. I mean, I'm not going to tell them my private land permissions. Right, yeah. But I'd be like, hey, here's a public land spot. I know it's pretty good. There's this. I'd be more than welcome to have them here. No you one know? comes from out of state to hunt. Pennsylvania. There's a few. There's some. I think there's some more that do it now for the challenge. Yeah, because it, it is something to shoot a, a decent buck around here. It is. I mean, the the antler point restriction has helped us hunt. Oh man, my, my my dad's talked to me for years. Of I remember him going to camp, and I was too young to go with him. And yeah, on the windowsill, and he come in. Did you get a deer? Nope. Did you see anything? Nope. Hear any shots? Two. Yeah. This was early two thousands. Yeah. And then I'd go up there when I was able to hunt, and you'd see like three or four doe. Well, and a big, like, that's, a, that's a big woods, like National yeah. Forest camp, or camp. And now around here, like, doe population is through the roof. Yeah. Like, I live kind of in a suburb, and there were seven, three or four doe out here the other night, and a dozen turkeys. Yeah. And, like, the guy I've got permission for is like, there's a bunch of freaking deer out here. Start killing some of them. They're killing my garden. Or, like, I don't want to smack them using my truck. There's deer versus... At work, I mean, mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. Well, and I think, especially the interstate, like you can really tell when things start ramping up. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll start to see more and more here. Oh yeah, quickly. There hasn't been too many this summer. No, but as fawns, a lot of fawns yeah. being taken out. You know, this year, there's man. a lot of more triplets, twins, and triplets this yeah. year. Which is good news. I mean, we didn't have a hard winter, so it's probably a good thing. I don't think the coyote population is up. It's it's up here at all. Yeah, predators. So, and there's. Bountiful food around here and quiet areas, and you can, can't hunt in the city. So I mean, but like I, I look at the with like a, the deer herd, I think the numbers are up. The overall, the buck numbers are up. I mean, I even look the garage of my grandpa's house. I think you've been there. Before. Oh, yeah. we have all like the horses. There's, there's a lot of, her. but there's the one side where you it's can like see them pre antler point restriction, where the biggest one up there is like a hundred inch eight point. Yeah. And then everything post the smallest one up there is a hundred and five inch eight point. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, like it has really just switched because then you're seeing more of it, and then it's not just oh my god, it's an eight point. It's oh, I've seen an eight point. I don't. I know there's a bigger one. You know, yeah. starts to get that. And I think I've had very mixed opinions on doe hunting the first week of rifle season. At first, I think when I was more the rifle hunter and one, I'm like, I want my buck. Don't everyone be scaring them away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted that weight so they weren't shooting dope until the second week. Yeah. But I think now as I start to see what the populations are, and there's it seems like there's less dough being taken, even though that, you know, yeah. they're putting out more tags. They and people are increased out there. it this year by a bunch. I just don't know if people are really hunting them or what. Like, there I just don't seems think to be hunting is as prevalent anymore. Might not be. Because it is expensive. It is. Even rifle hunting. Not as much, yeah. Because a gun you don't need to replace every so year. Because I mean, I bought my six five last year as a package with a Vortex scope for like three hundred bucks out the door. That's yeah. cheap. Yeah, I mean it's a Thompson Center. Forget what it is, but it, yeah. the the freaking scope alone is like one hundred sixty bucks. I'm like, fine, hundred scopes, hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty. Yeah, I mean it's 
probably like a throwaway gun that they're considering, but 300 bucks into it, I'll have that gun for forever. It's not like it really yeah. goes bad. Uh, yeah, and Especially, yeah. I got Thorson doing the Hydra dip and the gun coats. It's like it's okay, that was the year that he just put yeah, on? Yeah. Is it Thorson doing it, or is it Dylan Leach? Thor- well, Dylan, I think, was doing the gun coat with okay. his... Uh, business. Yeah, well, Thorson does the same thing, but I think they just were using his oven or something. Okay. Like yeah, I got off on a tangent, but yeah, I wanted yeah. to match it to all my true timber camo yeah. kind of snub with all that stuff. Yeah, I'm running the first light this year. We'll see. It's going to be hotter than balls. Like, I'm already dreading it because it's kind of getting hot in the kitchen here. Yeah, like the... I really thought it was all right, but once now that we've had this hot summer... And I've been. And you work outside a lot, so you you think you would be accustomed to it? No, you never. Are. No, there is all of a sudden something about this year. Yeah. That I mean, maybe it's the fact I'm pretty much wearing a mop on my head with all this hair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's gonna look sweet when it's cut into a mop <laughs> from Kentucky. I want to like. We're gonna need to put a cover photo on the podcast just so people just can see this luscious flow. I mean, just a yeah. But permanent. I think maybe that's a lot of the heat problem from it. <laughs> but we haven't I had a lot of rain sweating. either. So I'm like those beans that I've seen, the corn has done pretty well, surprisingly. Some fields that have done well, the beans around some fields have done it's really well. It's rained just enough for the corn because yeah. it gets real hot and then it just gets that in. I mean, I'm no. And I think the, I mean, the beans are really getting hit by the deer and the woodchucks this year. Deer were out early yesterday. I was shooting my bow out here yesterday at 2 30. There was a doe. It was pouring down rain. Yeah. There was a doe out feeding. It was probably, what I saw you guys at Snapchat at like what, one thirty? Yeah, 20 after 1. Yeah, there was like two, three doe out in the field just eating beans and then the whole way out. I went out to my grandpa's last night and I guess let's say grandpa's, I guess dad's now, but like their whole way out, every bean field had stuff in it. Really? Like, yeah, they're definitely starting to come onto the beans. So yeah. it's that time of year where they yeah. like that, you know, flavor of it. And yeah. So, yeah, so what? We've been doing that, doing some scouting that way. What are you running for for stand setup this year? Are you throwing up ladder stands, hang-on stands? Are you trying to go mobile? Uh, I don't know if I mean, we hit on that yet. I've got two hang-ons. One's a big game. The other one, I don't even know what the heck name it is. I've got it cheap at, like, Tractor Supply on sale like yeah. when I work there or something. And really leaning looking in towards the, the Lone Wolf Custom Gear mm-hmm. or the Hawk, the Ultralight. You can get that. It's a small platform. I'm a small guy, so it doesn't make a big difference to me. It's uh, and it comes with the four sticks, and then they're like a twenty-inch stick. So like you're not having to traipse through swamps and briars and woods with a thirty-inch stick. Yeah. When it's and then they fold the, the feet fold out, and they've got little rubber like suction cups, so to speak, and then they lock in strap backpack straps. See what I have in. the Hawk Helium XL and the Hawk Helium sticks, and they're the I got the thirty-inch sticks. I got three of them. Probably gonna get a fourth just to get a little higher. Yeah. Like. I am a bigger dude. I mean, not really tall-wise, but I, I need a good base. Yeah, sure. You know, so, like, I think that one's, like, 20 by 30. The whole setup's, like, less than 20 pounds. And so it's less than my Summit Climber. Yeah. And the Climber's super comfortable. Like, I think for all-day stuff, I'm still going to use that a lot, right. you know. But uh, it's actually Lippy's old one. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, he wanted to go mobile. And I'm like, no, I'll just use the Climber. That and then, seems like that's the way to do it anymore. I mean... Because I, I have to worry in, about it. Yeah. I can go anywhere. Yeah, that's my thing. If the tree's got a little bit of a lean, I can adjust it and go in. If I can be, I did like the, the pins cover, on that. Like you can pull that pin and then you can adjust how your back. Everything's adjustable on it, and that's it's kind of wild. Which I did see a couple reviews on that. It's kind of like it's real pronounced. Click, kind of like yeah. a weight bench at the gym. Like it, yeah, click. I haven't tried it too much of that. I just got the stealth strips, so I think yeah. some of that's going to cut down a little bit on it. Um, 
but just the fact that I can be, I mean, how many times do we see a tree that has like a one little branch coming out? You can't get up above it with a climber. Yeah. You know, you're screwed. Well, I can do this. And I, I like to be in some cover. I, if I'm doing it right, I have my one or two lanes where I think that deer's coming in on the wind, and that's where I'm going to be set up for. I'm going to cover don't myself. I lanes much at all. I used to. I want to. that extra cover. Yeah. Especially I used to. I used to open it all up, back. and then I'm like, well, this is pointless. Like, yeah. Yeah, I could shoot from any direction, but that was when I had no idea what I was doing, and you're yeah. just again, you're guessing. Like, I hope the deer. I'll trim a, a few stuff around where I sit, so I'm not making as much rustling into leaves and branches yeah. and stuff. But we're clear out the base of the tree that way. I'm not stepping on a little crap, but I don't really trim much shooting lanes. Like, yeah, if, where they're going to go, they're going to go. I want to keep as much cover and backdrop to me, so I get silhouetted. So deer look up and. Like, that is an odd shape in the tree with a dark gray. And white that's gray what I think I like about evening. the mobile thing too. The same reason why I like that is you're not like a ladder stander there all the time. They get used to it. They see yeah. that. Like this, it's really not. Especially by the time I put camo all of it and try to move it up, it's like maybe they're not going to notice it. So if I'm only 14, 15 feet off the ground and some cover, it's not going to be yeah. a big deal. You know, yeah. that's my thought. We'll see. Because this is kind of the first year I'm doing that as well. You know, trying to really a little more mobile with it, getting some more cover. Um, since I've been practicing with that, practicing more with the bow, I'm still, my consistency's still not where I want it to be. I think I need to adjust the stabilizer a little bit, but I don't know. I've got the longer one. You'll have to try it. I'm going to have to. That's a 10-inch bee stinger yeah. with the three ounces of weight in the front. I feel like i got to try something different. I just, I mean, it's there, like, in my head. I mean, and I'm not going to shoot past 30 ever. I mean, like, really? I don't, I mean, it's in target practice I do. Yeah. To make the short I don't know like that I would shots. ever take a deer past 30. I mean, I'm only pulling 27-inch draw length. I mean, I'm shooting 70 pounds, you know, so I'm sure it's got ass to do it. But yeah. I don't know. I just think it's like to know that I can get it and have that ethical shot. That one, actually, it was last year. I just I didn't make a perfect shot and recovered him months later. You know, and it, it just leaves that yeah, just, crappy feeling. Sure. You know, and so I figure 30 yards, I know it's consistent, I know that I'm going to put it there, you know, so that's kind of what in my head if I just keep it that way. I listened to a podcast yesterday when I was actually going down to sell my bike, um, an hour drive, listened to Greg Poole and Josh Bomar talk about what's ethical, mm-hmm. and then he came up with the analogy like, you can't shoot a deer at 70 yards, that's unethical. He hit, And then Greg was like, okay think of it as a nascar technique they go 200 miles an hour and make a left turn whether it's rainy mm-hmm. drizzly or is a pebble on the road on the on the track or they blow a tire well that's different they're professional that's unethical hmm if you practice enough that you can do that yeah how is it unethical thank you for telling me that you won't do that is basically what they said yeah i know i now know that you will not shoot 70 yards yeah and, and i think that's some of it my consistency hasn't been there that's what makes it unethical Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that I'm not good enough to go out to 40 or 50. And that takes enough, a much a much more of a man to say, well, I can't. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Like, yeah, that's a stud at 52 yards. Like, yeah, yeah I'm going to sling one out and see what happens. Like, yeah. no, we, we can't be having that hitting deer in the shoulder. I mean, the buck I shot last year had a big open spot. Someone yeah. laid him right open right along his back strap. It's eight or ten inches back from the vitals. And they were close. Yeah. Like, it probably was, was a he, long was he a, shot. Was it a chip shot, or was it was he like tweaked over, twisted, only get to full draw, didn't have a consistent knock point? Did he on his release not pull straight through, or did he did it clip an arrow, it was or did he, did he a, flinch? It was probably a far shot. 
And so as quick as that deer's reaction was, did it's a drop, you know, and saw that arrow coming and it just nicked it that way. I mean, because I shoot the big old expandable. I mean, I know the whole hot rage of everything now is, you know, shooting the whole single bevel broadheads and putting no a lot of and FOC and all yeah, that stuff. Center, yeah. I mean, like, I understand that. I've never done that yet. I'm not going to sit here and say, I mean, maybe that is the way to go. I've always been the huge expandable tear them open. Yep. You know, so I shoot, I have the Rage Extremes 2.3s and the new hypodermic NCs. You know, it's like two inch. Well, with that, I go a little further back. Like, I'm not going for a heart shot. I'm going double long. Yeah. And oh, yeah. trying to rip that open that way yeah. and hope that I'm tearing everything through. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it's knowing all of it, knowing that because I'm going there and there's a little less room for error with them dropping. I'm not going to shoot out there. I, I've never put my bow to see exactly how fast it's going, and I'm sure. I mean, think you and I talk. We're probably I'm probably two ninety, three hundred somewhere out there. Just I, I, I think. I mean, I had I when I told you what my new bow was shooting at was before all of my stuff. Yeah, between before my hundred ounce inserts, my tips. Yeah, um, one hundred grain, I should say, four hundred spine arrows. The Wraps and the veins and knock my short draw length of 25 and a half. Um, I think I'm shooting somewhere near 250 to 260. Yeah, and you have a little bit longer and you're shooting a little bit more weight than me, so you're probably right up there 268, 270. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah, you're probably right, probably max of 280, but still, you know, which great, it's gonna kill a deer, but yeah. it's, it's not the you know. 30-inch draw, it's 80 pounds. That's you know, where they're getting 30 feet per second. Yeah. Crazy stuff. You know, I'm not going to get so... To shoot out to that distance with that flinch, I think if it was something, if I was going to an elk, you know, maybe can get... Because they're not... It doesn't seem as they agile. have that, you know, quick reaction yeah. as far as that drop like a whitetail, you know, but that's where I think my yardage comes in. So that's why I've just been trying to do a lot more shooting of that. Trying to hammer it in a little bit more, and then work more with that whole mobile setup, so I can yeah. That's get what in I, need, quiet. I need to get on and get that ordered and get to tr- practicing with it. I don't want the first time to use it is yeah five in the morning in Kentucky. Like, how the hell do I even do this? Yeah, yeah. That's that's not going to be the time. <laughs> guess I'm ground hunting today. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm going to pull some logs in and make a blind. Put <laughs> down on the ground. Yeah, uh, but well, shit, we're we're like 55 minutes in. That's a good start. So, yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is we're going to keep trying to do our summer scouting. Next time, what are we going to talk about next time? What are we going to try to do? Maybe let's go through the process because you did get a new bow this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, maybe what led you to want to get a new bow and what process you went through and how you kind of chose this versus that. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that's a good thing because I've kind of just, I don't want to say lucked into mine, but I found bows for sale you know yeah. I mean it was just used bows someone had it price range was good here we go so to, you actually went had everything done measured tried it out so I kind of want to hear what that process is I haven't talked to you too much about it yeah. so um, have some of that um, boys and girls guys thanks for listening share the stuff if you like it drop a comment somewhere let us know what you want us to talk about if we were boring as hell if you liked anything that we said you're not going to hurt our feelings. Uh, I got thick skin, so it's not going to hurt some of our, our buddies from the firehouse or 
Oh, they're gonna, gonna make small of us. Uh, I, but sure. I, I don't care. I mean, yeah. it's the same stuff I'd be talking about them with Vep too. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Um, I'm just scratching that itch of always talking about chasing deer and yeah. archery. Yeah, I mean, even today, I listen to a podcast on the way up here. You know, and they're old ones too. Like I go through archives. Uh, well, I listened to when you pulled in was 2017. Yeah, that's the same. So, yeah. um, be sure to go over to what, Facebook and Instagram. I think Facebook it's ToolCityOutdoors.pa. Uh, Instagram is toolcity.outdoors, I think. Uh, like all of our stuff for Tool City Outdoors, we're also on YouTube. We're going to start trying to get some more stuff out. Um, do a giveaway with one of our partners here pretty soon. I keep talking about getting that out there, but trying to do the production value content on anything. Uh, Full Draw Coffee is helping us do kind of a, a summer get up and get going giveaway. Um, so they're doing some uh, great prizes there. Could be even some real good stuff. So Hint, hint, you probably want to like our stuff on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube if you really want to try to win the big prizes. Um, we'll try to get this going out again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Again, I'm Evan Kardosh. Andrew Youngs. Keep shooting your bow. Yeah. and Keep uh, shooting. Get out and get cameras up and drink water. It's hotter than hell. Be safe. And remember, if you want to shoot and get these big deer, you got to be first, too. That's right. Later.